Is Elvis Muslikins the answer in goal for the Columbus Blue Jackets? Are they going to have to lean on their younger goalies? Or is Elvis going to step up this season? We'll find out. We'll talk about that on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets. Your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Blue Jackets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. With me is my co-host, Hayden Hileson. And before we get started, we want to thank you guys for making us your first listen today, every day. Lockdown Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. We are so close to 500 subscribers. Uh, so if you want to help us hit that by opening night, please go ahead and go hit subscribe over on YouTube. And you can find us on the SiriusXM app as well. So, today, we're finally, we're almost there. We're almost done talking about last season, and then we can move on. We don't have to think about last season at all. Uh, we're talking about Elvis Moslikins today. He's our last season review, and things were rough for Elvis this weekend, this weekend, this season. Um, not great stats but in anything. Uh, he played... 30 games, started 27 of them, won 7 of them. So he lost 20 of the games that he started out of the 27. Had a 4.23 goals against average and a save percentage of 8.76. That's not good. The Blue Jackets were bad kind of top to bottom last season. So I don't think this like this bad season that they had is not all Elvis's fault. But it sure didn't help, right? No. What for? What he is getting paid, which last year was, um, I believe, five point two million. Um, he did not play that good. <laughs> didn't play that good, and it's a shame because his rookie season was so electric, getting five shutouts. Uh, to my knowledge, it's the best the Blue Jackets goalie has ever done in his rookie season, get five shutout victories. It's been um, slowly downhill since then in his four seasons with Columbus, and he's he's pretty lucky, I'd say, to be getting a fifth year going into the season as a number one goaltender. But I don't think any Blue Jackets fan is necessarily mad about it because we love Elvis. He's He's awesome. He's he's um, he you know, he takes the game very seriously. You know, he's been through a lot with the team and he's just really fun to root for. I mean, I don't know what else to say. His name's Elvis and he kind of carries. He's obviously named, um, believe it or not, after Elvis Presley. I think that's confirmed. I think he said that before. And he kind of carries that rock star vibe with him, which plays so well into hockey. But of course, Hockey is a sport that's filled with a bunch of, you know, overconfident, you know, young young men. And he still sticks out in the bunch of them as this guy who believes that when he is zoned in, he truly is the best goaltender in the NHL. And I love when he gets in that mode. Do you remember that season, Jay, when he didn't want to talk to any of the media and was like, I can't talk to you guys anymore. I'm done talking to you guys. I'm just going to play hockey. I'm done talking. And then he did that. And then he, his play increased and he started winning games. When he taps into that Elvis, 
I think the Blue Jackets can go anywhere they want to go with him. I think he can be a Vesna contender. Like, I think he's that good when he's locked in. We just haven't seen that guy in several seasons. And I don't know about you, Jay, but it's it's concerning. It is a little, well, I say a little bit. It's a little bit more, but a little concerning. I'm not, like, super worried yet. I think Elvis needs to have a big season this season. However, I feel like we've been saying that for, like, three seasons now. Um, His save percentage has dropped basically every season. So in his rookie season, he had a 9.23. Second season, a 9.16. Third season, a 9.07. And then last season, an 8.76. It's not ideal. Um, In 137 games, he has 55 wins. So just a little bit under 500 give or take um but yeah elvis needs to be they need elvis to be the guy this season they don't have that safety net in corpus Allo. his backup is going to be daniel tarasov who is very young very untested looks very promising but still has i think a grand total of 17 nhl games under his belt we talk about bringing aaron uh, aaron dell in to kind of lighten the load a little bit he's not going to be the answer either Elvis needs to be the answer in goal for the Blue Jackets because otherwise I don't really know what the solution is. That contract is basically untradeable unless you give something up as well. Um, You know, like LA managed to get rid of Cal Peterson's $5 million contract, but they also had to give like two defensemen and take Ivan Provorov's and take a third of Ivan Provorov's contract in the in the Provorov trade, you know? So it's uh it's it's a tough one because you do look at Elvis's game and Elvis is a very kind of athletic, very not quite like Bobrovsky level of controlled chaos, but he definitely has a similar ish game to Bobrovsky, I think, where, you know, he loves to he loves to play the puck. He loves to be, he, he's just a really reactionary goalie, but like when he's on, that's a good thing. If he's off, it's overreactions and it's overreaching and it's, you know, getting caught out of position. Like how many times this season did Elvis get caught out of position either behind the net or he slid and missed his posts and ended up, you know, three feet out outside of the crease? You know, that happened, I feel like about 85 times this season. Um, but when he's good, he's really good. You know, like you think back to that rookie season, you think back to how confident and calm he was, you know, and like you say, he's a great personality. I just, I really, really want him to have a good season this season because otherwise it feels a little bit like it might be the end of the road. Like I said, that contract's basically untradeable unless you want to give something up as well. And then you're left with a buyout and then you're paying a goalie to not play. Um, I don't know what the buyout would look like for Elvis. Let me look that up real quick. Um, I was going to say, I believe he's got, he's got four years left on his contract after 20 million, $21 million buyout or something. If that's how much, that's how much he has left, um, I think. So if the buyout this season, what will happen is instead of paying him for, the next four seasons at five point four million, they will pay him uh, one point seven five million for the next six seasons. Okay, I mean, I'd say, I would consider that just to just to get him 
out if if he has a bad year. But I, I genuinely don't think he's going to have a bad year. I think he's going to be an improved goalie because I think I think if you look at where he's at in his career, like, yeah, he's 29. Yeah, he's making a bunch of money. But he's only going to be playing in his fifth NHL season. He just got done playing his fourth. So in my eyes, he's still learning how to be an NHL goalie. And I believe the he actually played on a physically different-sized rink at – uh, in Europe, where he was at before, so he has he had a lot to get uh, a lot to adjust to in Columbus and in the NHL already. So the whole out of position thing, I'm I'm not going to just attribute it to oh it's a different size rank. No, I'm just going to attribute to it to he's still a young goalie learning, even though he's not. I understand that he's not, but he can figure that out. He's going to have a new coach this year, Nicholas Backstrom, who's from Finland part of the world where he's from Manny legacy was from Canada. So maybe, maybe some comfortability there uh, that could be helpful. I see like, that's what Yarmo tends to do. He likes to surround people with people that are, you know, from a familiar background. So I think that'll be good for him. And I think we'll get a better goalie, but yeah, I don't. I really don't want the world that you're talking about here, where we have to buy his contract out, because that just would be so sad. We all love him. He's a charming guy. He's always great for a sound bite. He plays the game with so much passion. His pads are cool. I love his different colored pads that he wears. I think that's awesome. Um, but yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll have more words to say about the rest of his season in a second. But yeah, I just I don't want this thing to end up in a buyout. No, I also don't like it's. It's so tough, and because like I'm, a, I've been a huge Elvis fan since he arrived, basically. Um, and he came in with all of this energy and all of this character, and obviously he struggled to start his career. I think it took him eight or nine games to get his first win, and then he kind of took off after that. And I was like, okay, good. This is the next Bobrovsky. We're good to go. Here we go. You know, um. And it hasn't really gone like that. But I still I still love Elvis. I still believe that he can be a better he can be a better goalie than he was last season, for sure. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Nicholas Backstrom in a second. Uh, so we're gonna do that. And we're gonna talk about what Elvis has to do next season and also what the Blue Jackets have to do next season to be successful. Uh, and we're gonna talk about that in a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. First, though, I've got to tell you guys about AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it every day. I gave it a try because I'd heard the hype and I was getting tired of taking like a million different supplements. I wanted one easy to do thing. And that's AG1. I drink it in the morning. All it is is I just put one scoop in a cup of water, give it a good mix. Uh, Sometimes I put it in a bottle and shake the heck out of it, chug it down have my coffee, start my day, and it makes me feel like I'm ready to go, like I'm ready to take on the day. It's it's just really, really great. Uh, and it's super easy, and it's cheap. Uh, I pay, you know, 7 or $8 for an oat milk iced latte. It costs less than $3 a day for AG1, and that's pretty good if you ask me. It's a micro habit that developed, that developed, delivers macro benefits and it helps everyone take care of their health every single day it's it's a win-win and if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine try ag1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free ag1 travel packs for your first purchase 
go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out. Okay, we're back with Lockdown Blue Jackets. I'm Jay Foster. That's Hayden Heilsman. We're talking all about Elvis this season. And before the break, I asked Hayden, what do the Blue Jackets need to do to support Elvis this season? What does Elvis need to do to support himself this season? Like, what do you? Th- what is the answer to for Elvis to right out the gate have the best chance that he needs? Well, I think he needs to find his spot in the crease again, because I think you're absolutely right. He is, he is way out of the crease. He's overreacting to that. He tries to make that initial save a little too hard. And then he ends up out of position. Can't get back across the crease. These are things that the normal fan notices with their eyeballs. Like, okay, the goalie was not even covering any part of the net there. You know, he made it way too easy for that player to score a goal. So he needs to clean that up. I think that is something that I know he can clean up because we haven't really seen that out of Elvis until the last, really the last season, last couple of seasons. So if he can get back to finding his spot in the crease, he'll be better for himself in that way. I think the defense is going to get better. So I don't need to say that the defense needs to get better for him. I think it's going to on its own. I think the blue jackets need to win those games um, where they are playing teams like the Toronto Maple Leafs, like the Florida Panthers, teams that are going to put 40 shots on your goalie. Uh, they need to win those games for Elvis because Elvis actually plays good in those games. In games where he uh, faces more than 40 shots, he actually more often than not has above a 0.9 save percentage, So, which means he's doing what he's supposed to. It's just like – similar to any football. I got football in my mind. This always happens. I get football in my mind. But you want your running back to get 3.3 yards a carry. You want Elvis to save 90% of the saves. He does that in games where the Blue Jackets allow 40 shots. Um, The Blue Jackets are built to score goals. So I think his wingers, I think his – yeah, I think his wingers. I think Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Laine, Krill Marchenko, Kent Johnson, those guys – you need those guys to – one of those guys need to score two goals a night, essentially, in those games where you're playing Toronto, where you're playing Vegas. Like, the offense needs to pick it up. and Because let's be honest, Jay, they didn't show up at times last year. Like, yeah, we had a lot of games where the Jackets were scoring five, six goals. But there were a lot of games where Jackets weren't doing squat on offense. So – yeah, I completely agree, and I like the the football metaphor. I am also going to bring a different sport metaphor into this, um, which is baseball. You know, you need to give your pitchers run support. Last season, I'm just looking this up now, the Blue Jackets were, I believe, dead last in goals against per game, and not much higher in terms of goals for per game. So they were already, you know, starting on the back foot so to speak. Um, I'm just pulling up the exact numbers right now. So last season, the Blue Jackets were 30th in the league with 2.6 goals per game scored, and they were allowing over four goals per game. So basically, they are scoring one and a half goals less per game than they were allowing. If they score an extra goal, like... If they score an extra two goals every other game, or an extra two goals every three games, 
Math is tricky, but <laughs> you get my point. Yes. If they can up the scoring, um, I don't think it's gonna. It's not probably not gonna jump massively. Um, the highest goals for up a game was the Oilers, who scored three point nine six, almost four goals a game. If the Blue Jackets can get that to up to three point five, and if they can cut the goals against down, Elvis is gonna have a better time. Fans are gonna have a better time. Everyone's gonna have a better time, and I, I completely agree. It, it's. You need to get support from your wingers. You need more goals from them. But I think, yeah, shoring up the defense is definitely what they need. Um, and they've they've done that. So we'll see if it works. We'll see how it goes. Um, I also want to kind of just go back to Nicholas Backstrom for a minute. Um, I think, obviously, the situation with Matisse Kovlenic, awful, traumatizing, very, very sad um, and I think Elvis is still deeply affected by that. I also think Manny Legacy is deeply affected by that. And I wonder if it's tough to work with someone when you've shared that kind of trauma, I think. And I do think that Elvis and Manny were more friends than they were co-workers. Um, and so I wonder if bringing in someone like Nick Back- Nicholas Backstrom... Um, will help Elvis because it's going to give him someone to bounce off of and someone who can be his, his coworker, be his supervisor, I guess. Um, and it feels, it feels bad to say that because I don't blame Manny, Manny legacy for not being able to get the best out of Elvis, but I wonder if bringing someone else in and allowing Elvis to like have someone that he can work with instead of someone that he can be friends with is going to help. Um, I also like what you said about how Yama likes to surround people with, you know, familiar faces. And I do love that they do seem to be running with like a buddy system um, with the Blue Jacket. So maybe maybe Nick Backstrom will be Elvis's buddy. Um, I also think Daniil Tarasov is a good candidate for Elvis's buddy. Elvis is uh, fluent in Russian. So um, and I really loved that first season of Elvis's where he and Corpusalo uh, were just really good friends and enjoyed hanging out together and they had like healthy competition, but it never seemed mean, you know? So I would love, I would love for our goalies to be friends again um, <laughs> is, is the long and short of it. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I feel about that. Shall we hand out some grades? Should we hand out some homework? Um, yes. Cool. We'll do that in just a minute. And uh, then I think what we'll do is we'll give a grade to the goalies in general. And also maybe we'll give a grade to the blue jackets in general i love that in just a second here on locked on blue jackets let's talk about letter grades because unfortunately for me i think elvis is getting an f which might be the only fail like the only f that i have handed out in these season reviews but they just, they needed him to not be the worst goalie in the league. And <laughs> if you look at the underlying stats, like we get we get away from save percentage, we get away from goals against average, we start looking at like expected goals against and uh, saves above average and things like that. Elvis was statistically the worst goalie in the league, apart from the guys who played like one and a half games, um, you know? And unfortunately, I think if you are the worst in the league in your position, 
that's a failing grade. I would love to sit here and be like, I'm going to give him a D because he tried, but it just fell short. And I feel, I believe he could be better. Like Elvis gets an F from me. And I'm sorry. Maybe that's me being too negative. Maybe that's me being too, um, too pedantic. But I don't know. I just, a, a failing grade. But I want to, I want to, um, with the caveat that, I fully expect Elvis to be playing at a C plus or above next season, at the very least. Yeah, I expect him to. I think everything around him is going to get better. Just to finish off what we said about the wingers last segment, I want to also say it's not only on them to score goals, but they also need to be more defensively responsible too. Like they have to play defense. They have to cover those star defensemen that are taking shots from the blue line. It's on you to get close out those guys just like it is in a basketball game. How many sports can we reference this? <laughs> I know. I'm running out of sports that I know literally anything about here. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it is kind of the start of fall, which is when a lot of American sports come back. So it's okay. We can we can mm-hmm. take some liberties. And We had some excellent jackets at the Michigan game. The yeah, Michigan we did have some. Opener, which was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed that in the, the, as much as I enjoy any football. But uh... Yeah, we did have some of that. Um, I think just – and then also, like, the Blue Jackets got Adam Fantilli, too. So that will help those wingers score goals because he's going to take up some attention on the ice. Everything's going to get better. So I'm confident of that. But, yeah, Elvis did fail this past year. He fa- he failed. I, I I think he had cool pads, so I'm going to give him a D minus. I'm giving him an A for his pad game because it's yes. always just – best in the league it's sick man i'm not gonna lie like hey if you dress and like you like you um if you look cool out there at least you at least when you lose you look cool losing i should say but uh i wish it was the adverse effect where you know look good play good it doesn't seem to be that way with elvis so hey maybe the first thing nicholas backstrom comes in and does is say hey dude get rid of those pads yeah, we Give need it. ugly pads for you to play. Ugliest well. pads. Well, hey, we'll get... Bobrovsky always had. Do you remember he always had like just the plain white, white. pads? Yeah, for like a huge clean. stretch of his time as a Blue Jacket, and so well, that became really popular. Remember that? Remember yeah, like good. remember in the 2010s, Jay, when that just started becoming really like every goalie had all white pads, and, and then it just like just recently started going back the other way where goalies are mixing it up a little bit, and Elvis has always been mixing it up even back. When he played for the uh, Latvian national team, he had some really cool pads uh, back in those days too. But he's just that – he's a cool guy. He's a charming guy. So that's why it makes sense. Like Manny Legacy, you can't pin anything that happened on him because, you know, Elvis is such a, a nice guy and he, he becomes friends with anybody he becomes in contact with, with because that's why it was so interesting and funny back in that – in the early time in his career when he was – he got so mad at the media because he was always friends with the media. Like he was always like, yes, come on over. Like, let's talk like, yeah. And he will always give people like long answers. And like, he would be really engaging, really nice and polite. We know guys like that. We've interviewed guys on this show like that, but then he would have those moments where he'd be like, I'm not talking to you guys anymore. Like, you know, it's too much for me. And like, although like in fairness, imagine, Imagine you just moved a bunch of batteries around in front of 20,000 people and, <laughs> like, did a really bad job. 
and then you've got to go and talk to all of the media, like, you know, the, that thriving battery-related media scene that I'm sure exists in Columbus, Ohio. It's out there. It's you out have there. to explain to them exactly what you did wrong and that you know you did it wrong and what you're going to do better next time, you know? I, I fully... People get weird about goalies, like, not talking to media, but, like, I respect it. If you don't... Well, like, I... If I had to go and explain exactly how bad I was at my job to a bunch of people who just watched me be really bad at my job. Like, I would also be like, actually, I don't want to talk to you guys. Um, and like, part of it, part of it, I get, you know, you have to talk to the media in whether you win or whether you lose. It's an expectation as part of your contract. And it's an, ex- it's an expectation as, you know, something that you have to do because you play in the NHL, you know? Mm-hmm. But I get it. Yeah, that's my point. Not wanting to talk to the media, and I get that. I don't think it was a distraction necessarily, but I do see where he's coming from. Where he's like, okay, after the game, I need to sit here and I need to digest and I need to think to myself instead of going out there for the seventh straight game and being like, yeah, I know I need to be better at this, this, and this. Um, I'm going to be better next time because after after a while, there's only so many things. There's only so many ways you can say, yes, I know, I screwed up. You know? Yeah, no, I was just going to say I loved when he did that because to me, it kind of makes Elvis this guy that has this alternate ego that when he taps into it, he is that, you know, five shutouts in two months goalie. Like he can do that. He can be that guy. Um, he just needs to tap into that same same animal, different beast mentality, that, that Mamba mentality, you know, like – the really special athletes out there have those have that ability to just lock in. And that's what I'm saying. I think Elvis needs to find that zone for him again. And I don't know what that looks like, but maybe the new coach can pull that out of him. I don't think so. I think this is truly a beast that Elvis needs to unlock for himself. And I don't know what it's going to take. I truly don't know what it's going to take. I, I what like what what do you think? What what are some ways we can get we can pull this beat? You and me. What are some practical ways you and I can do it? I don't know. That's a very great question. It's got to be something. Yeah, <laughs> like what can we do to? Maybe it's just keep uh, keep saying keep saying nice pads, but uh, maybe lose the pads. Maybe go to the all white pads. I kind of liked that idea. Go to the all I white mean, pads. Yeah, if it's not. If it's not working, change it up. Um, I know I heard a story and I can't remember who it was about. I want to say Sidney Crosby, but it's that doesn't sound like something Sidney Crosby could do because he's kind of a lunatic in terms of superstitions. <laughs> but there was a player that always said if he had a really good game, he would do something different next game. Because then he doesn't get stuck in that cycle of, well, I, I ate chicken from this place and I had a really good game. So now I have to eat chicken from this place until I die, you know? (laughs) Um, And so if you have a really good game, do something different. And so, yeah, I think if it's not working, change it up, but it gets really easy. I think to be stuck in, and I'm guilty of it as well of they won when I was wearing, like I, I joke about it all the time, how my Nick Foligno Jersey is cursed because I've never seen them win while I'm wearing it. But like that Jersey has no impact on the team me wearing that jersey they're not going to like see me in the in the the nosebleed seat and like oh jay's got his felino jersey on everyone just lie down on the ice you know like we can't we can't make him win but i think something that we can do as fans 
is to support him kind of when he has good games, lift him up. Mm. I have seen a lot of negativity about Elvis on Twitter, on Facebook, on, you know, all kinds of platforms. And if he's smart, he doesn't read the media about himself. I believe he actually has deleted his Twitter account after um, there was an incident earlier this summer. But it's it's got to be tough. If he's smart, he doesn't read anything about himself online. But if he does, I think we should be there and be like, well, hey, Elvis had this really great game. Elvis had this really great game. He did really well here. Look at this amazing save, you know? So I think that's something that we can do. Um or you could be an insane person like me and wear exact and wear the same t-shirt when you when you watch the Blue Jackets play on TV. And uh, if you're wearing the lucky shirt, then they will win. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes, right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Um, I like that. Encourage him when he wins because you're right. If he ends up just becoming a overpaid backup, a way overpaid backup, and a you know, and Daniel Tarasov is the number one guy, like we still need those two points. Elvis winning one game for us is is worth it sometimes. Just live in the moment. You're absolutely right. Live in the moment when the season gets here. I can't wait till that happens. Um, we're so close. We're so close. We're so, so close. close. I got my first <laughs> like preseason five, tickets. Five, like five weeks away, like four and a half weeks away. We can do it. We've got yes. Travis City in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure we'll have plenty of content about how many goals Adam Fantilli scores in that rookie tournament. Um, Two billion. Let's let's. Two billion goals. That's my well, pre- that's my prediction. <laughs> Ken Johnson, I believe, scored four last season at Travis City. So he's got in, in three games. So he's got that to beat. So yes, he does have that to beat. There you go. We'll see how that goes. We'll see. Can Two billion recovered though. Scoring record. Um, I want to just finish up with um, some final grades. Obviously, this is our last season review. Grade for the goalies. Grade for Blue Jackets in general. Go. I liked what the what the fans had to say on the community page. They gave the goalies a D. So I'll stick in that range and I'll go D minus. I think overall. Uh, some good performances, actually more good performances than I thought I'd see looking at the season reviews, but definitely some bad performances out of everybody. So overall, D minus for the team. I'm going to give the team a C minus because guess what? They got Adam Fantilli. That That's enough. You got Adam Fantilli. The season. And, yeah. Uh, we're calling the season a success after yep. getting Adam Fantilli. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I think a D-ish for the goalies. I think Corpusalo really lifted it up. Um, I think the promise that we see from Jack Reeves is also a big plus for me as, as someone who loves goalies and loves when goalies succeed. Um, the team in general, again, it'd be really easy to just go, well, they also get a D because they were all terrible. But you've got to look at, you know, guys who had incredible personal like individual seasons kent johnson had a fantastic rookie season Karol um, marchenko Karol marchenko had a fantastic rookie season johnny gaudreau had a good season you know um boone jenna had a great season i think um line was point a game line was yeah 52 points in 55 games or the other way around i don't remember but yeah uh, or either over a point a game or just under a point a game you know mm-hmm. really really good individual showings from basically everyone but the defense um it's a question <laughs> yeah, of how much does that bad. defense drag it down you know so i think i'm, I'm gonna stick with you i'm gonna say c and but yeah 
was it really a failure if we got the player that we wanted anyway? I know everyone wanted Bedard, but I had kind of, by about December, had convinced myself that the Blue Jackets weren't going to get Bedard because we don't get nice things. So I had kind of, at that point, I was like, right, Fantilli is the guy. Fantilli is the guy. We're going to go for Fantilli. And so, you know, to get validated six months later with Adam Fantilli makes this whole stupid, terrible season worth it. Um, And that's kind of all we've got for today. Uh, We didn't talk about what we're going to talk about tomorrow, but I think we should look to the future. We should look, I think we should do a little bit of a season preview. Uh, Talk about what the roster looks like talk about who we're expecting to have big seasons uh we'll do a little bit of a kind of a an off-season pre-season preview why don't we go game of- by game and do a breakdown of the opponent and you know try to predict what each what each starting lineup is going to be let's do that let's project <laughs> let's you know let's project what every uh team's going to do what the stands are going to look at look like let's do it all man i can't wait to talk about this upcoming season i'm so happy the season reviews are done and yeah, we finally can look at this new year and be like, what's going to happen? That's just exciting yeah. to me. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to mm-hmm. be great. I believe in this team. I do too. They've let me I down do before, too. but maybe this time it will be different. So that's us today here on Locked on Blue Jackets. I'm Jay Foster. That's Hayden Hylson. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find Hayden over at Hayden H971. You can find the show at LO underscore Blue Jackets. You can email us at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for making this your first listen of the day every day. We are free and available on every podcast platform you can think of. We're over on YouTube and we're on the SiriusXM app. Thank you once again for listening, for watching. Hit like, hit subscribe. Make us your first listen every day. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.